flooding, low tonight 55. A passing shower tomorrow morning, otherwise cloudy, breezy, and cooler, high 63. Thanksgiving Day, a cool breeze with a full day of sunshine and a high up to 67. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Steve Williams for News Talk 930 WLSS. Manatee High School football is a force of nature. It's time to feel the power with Hurricane Hotline. Live from Beef O'Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Bristow and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. And now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth. A very pleasant good evening, everyone. I am in New York City, but the guys are at Beefo Brady's. Coach John Booth is with Coach Chad Choate and Danny Carter, Gene Brown, also there. I want to wish everyone a very pleasant good evening as we have had uh, some inclement weather down in Bradenton today. And Coach Booth, what a great, great win over Vero Beach as uh, your team came out, really took control in the second half, and now it's on to the Elite Eight. Yeah, well, thank you. It was a, it was a great win. Um, you know, uh, we knew they were going to have a lot of firepower coming into that game, and, and uh, they held true to that, had some, some big plays early in the first half. Um, but uh, loved the, uh, the way we, we finished and, and came out in the second half and finished the game. It was a, a big win and, and uh, obviously, you know, allows us to continue on our postseason goals and, and uh, get another week. John, let's just uh, kind of go quarter by quarter. Uh, Vero jumped out to a 7-2 to two lead. We've got the block punt and the safety. How big was getting that block punt early in the game? Well, anytime you can make a, a, a big play like that on special teams, it really kind of turns the momentum. Um, it gets a lot of energy and excitement in both the crowd and, 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 and your own sideline. Um, you know, Jamar has done a really great job all season long on uh, getting pressure on, on, our, on our punt block team, and, and uh, he's got a couple of those uh, this year. So really kind of sparked some momentum for us and, and uh, created a lot of energy. So at the end of the first quarter, it was 7-2 Vero. Vero had a nice second quarter, getting 14 points. But, John, we came alive in the second quarter, and you could tell that the momentum was starting to change. We went into halftime trailing 21-19, but I felt pretty good about it at that point, and I know you did too. The only thing was Vero was going to get the football in the third quarter, so you needed a stop right away. Right, yeah, you know, it, it sounds funny to, to say, I, you know, I liked where we were at, even though we were down, uh, you know, going into the half, but um, we were we were playing well offensively, um, outside of a couple big plays defensively, um, you know, some the, some of their scores, a couple of their scores in that first half came off of extended drives from, from things we were doing as far as penalties and, and extending third down conversions, and so... Uh, I knew if we can eliminate those, and, and uh, I knew we were going to be able to eliminate some of those big plays, um, we were going to continue the success that we had offensively. Uh, and and we, really, that's what we, we did in the second half. We, we came out, had a great stop early, got the ball, and, um, you know, we're able to, to march the ball. They, you know, offensively, Johnny and Octavius just did a great job, um, you know, working together, and, um, you know, we were able to, to put up a lot of yards rushing. And by the way, Johnny Lang and Octavius James are co-offensive players of the game. Jamar Gaskin, who got the block punt, is our defensive player in the game. And you really dominated in the second half, John. Uh, 14 to zip in the third quarter, then 14-7 in the fourth quarter. So 28-7 to outscoring Vero in the second half. And you know what? They've been a very, very good second-half team this year. Yeah, they, they have, and, and that's something that we preached all week, um, how we're going to have to play four quarters against them. They uh, Several games that they were, were down coming out of halftime, 
um, and they uh, they ended up coming back and, and, and winning. Um, really, one of them was uh, St. Pete the week prior, and um, they made a couple big plays in the special teams game that got them back into the ball game uh, versus St. Pete. So we knew, you know, coming into that game that there was, you know, that was going to be something that we were going to have to play all four quarters and not give them a chance um, to, to make those big plays. Chad Choate will bring you in here. The defense just had an outstanding second half. He gave up 21 in the first half, but, boy, the second half, he really put the clamps down. And I thought going to the three-man front uh, really started to propel the defense into some great things in the second half. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, and then to what Coach Booth said, I think in the first half, some of those drives, those touchdown drives were caused by our own uh, penalties to extend some drives with some, some personal fouls, and I think we cut down on that in the second half, uh, which allowed us to, to hold them more. And, yeah, the, the dime package that we put in there, we a lot of people haven't seen it too much. We only run it really um, with, with passing passing situations, second and long, third and long, and we can bring some different pressure from it. And you bring an athlete like Malik Mitchell from the sideline in, and, uh, yeah, it can change, can change the way we look and the, and the way we bring pressure on the quarterback. I knew Jamari McDonald was quick, but, man, <laughs> some of those safety blitzes, uh, we thought he was offsides a couple times. I think he actually was once or twice. But Yeah, um, the one, the he, first one, we definitely slow mode, and he was on. He was onside. He was not offsides. So. That was incredible. <laughs> I, I mean, and, Yeah, he and timed has, it up pretty well. That has to get into the psyche of the other team, too. They start to see him edging up there, and uh, you, you could tell it was starting to fluster them. Oh, absolutely, and and he finally did get full pressure on the quarterback. At one point, almost Quanzi almost got a pick um, there off the edge. But you know, we work on it in blitz period during the during the week with the offense, and so it's something that we, you may not see it every every game, but it's something that we at least work on pretty much every practice. And John and Chad, you can both comment on the interception by Malik Mitchell. John, we talked about it the other day. Oh my gosh, did he get up for that one? Yeah, he's, uh, he's a, a great athlete. We had uh, one of the first uh, indoor practices we had because of the weather. We were in the basketball gym, and, um, you know, it doesn't take long when you see him uh, vert and grab the rim two hands. I, I want to say he got his, his forearm above the, uh, the rim. So just a, just a <laughs> tremendous athlete. Um, he, he's just got a real knack for uh, going up and, and getting the ball, and, and he's had a couple interceptions like that um, this season. So just a, just a real good athlete. Yeah, he plays the ball in the air. Probably the best best one of our secondaries. Yeah, I wanted to get Danny's comments on it. Danny, when we were calling the game, uh, we, we were talking about that vertical leap there. That was incredible. Yeah, I tell you what, he's that's as high as I've seen anybody in high school get up to get a football. And, uh, you know, and, and kind of contrasting, carrying on to what the defense has done and something that's been kind of a standout the last two weeks, the ability of the guys to tackle in open space. I think that's been huge. It's, it's shut down them, the ability to pick up extra yards and things. I know that's something that y'all work out on a regular basis, but you got to be proud of what they're doing out on the corners and on the perimeter out there slowing that down. Absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's a drill uh, early on in the season that we would rep um, three times a week. Uh, we, we've kind of scaled it back now as we're getting, you know, uh, later in the season just to keep kids fresh. But um, open field tackle is something that uh, that we practice a lot. And, uh, you know, obviously that's a that's a situation in the game that, that can happen a lot. And, um, you know, in order to be successful defensively, uh, really as a team, you're going to have to, uh, you know, not miss those tackles and, and, and make those plays. And, and the guys on the perimeter, Trayvon Rump and, and Antonio, Antonio Henderson, they do a great job. Um, as anyone uh, making those tackles. I think it'll be huge this week. And you look on the flip side of that and watching with Dr. Phillips and, and seeing the film, the one thing that stands out about them, and I know we'll talk about more of it as we get into it, they're a very quick team. They're one of the few teams that I've seen on film so far that actually look fast. And as far as they're very physical, that's another mm-hmm. thing. I notice they come up, they want to hit, they do some things. Uh, I was really true i thought that uh, plant kind of left some things out there on the table they missed a couple opportunities they could have kept some drives alive as well yep yeah no i agree yeah i mean offensively dr phillips and i will get into them a little bit later but uh they got a, a real quick shifty running back they're they're um their linemen like you say are big and physical i think they ran the ball like 40 times the seven passes against against plant so 
they're going to line up and just say we're bigger and stronger and, and more physical. And and I think that, that that's okay for us. I think that's a good spot that we're in. We're, we're ready to accept that challenge um, by all means. Well, we have only eight teams left in Class 8A, the largest class in the state of Florida. And let's just go over how we stand now in the bracket. The northern half of the bracket, we will have First Coast playing Apopka and Dr. Phillips playing Manatee. So that's the, uh, that's the top half of the bracket. And then, of course, in the bottom half, we have Wellington playing Flanagan and Columbus playing uh, Miami Killian. Um, so, you know, I mean, guys, if you look at the top half of the bracket, uh, Dr. Phillips, Manatee, you've got a 12-0 team. You've got an 11-1 team. First Coast, 12-0. Apopka is the one that stands out with four losses, but they played an incredibly tough schedule. And Apopka last year went to the state championship. They're a perennial power. John, just four outstanding teams in the north half of the bracket. Yeah, it, there is. And, and uh, you know, anytime you get this deep in the playoffs, uh, they're, they're all good. And uh, they all have their, uh, their, their skill players and, and, and good size up front. And so um, when, it, when it comes down to these types of games, it's uh, field position, um, you know, not, uh, not, create, not having turnovers. And, and um, you know, and if you can, uh, you know, take care of, uh, take care of the football, man, you, you, you're giving yourself a real chance to win. Then if you look at the bottom half, oh, my gosh, you've got a combination of only two losses in the bottom half of the bracket. Wellington 11-1 playing Flanagan. They're 12-0. They come from Pembroke Pines. Wellington is from the West Palm Beach area. Then Miami Columbus 11-1 against Miami Killian 12-0. So, Chad, I don't, have you kept up much with the uh, teams down south? Who, who would you say – might be the favorite coming out of down there. I know Flanagan's being talked about a lot. Yeah, I think Flanagan and Columbus are the two two that I think are being talked about uh, the most. I have not really kept up to, to see kind of what kind of offense, defense, that sort of thing they run. But but if I had to guess, my assumption is going to be the Flanagan, just from, from the rival boards, different things like that. Flanagan and Columbus I think will probably come out of there. And, and I know in my bracket I got Flanagan, Flanagan going to the finals. Yeah, Flanagan was a 27-21 winner. You know, the interesting thing, uh, Wellington a 16-10, so those were close games, but on the bottom half of the bracket, there were a couple of shutouts. Columbus uh, won 22 zip over Pearl Gables, and Killian was a winner 31 to nothing. Uh, Dr. Phillips, if you're wondering the score against Plant, if you didn't hear about that game, it was uh, 24-10, and... John, how much did that surprise you? Because you know a lot about Plant. Uh, you know, both those teams, outstanding teams. But I think a lot of people thought Plant would go over there and win. Well, I think so. And it uh, just kind of goes to show how good Dr. Phillips is playing right now. And, um, you know, I know Plant was down their, um, their running back. Uh, he went down with, a, uh, with an Achilles injury the week prior. So they didn't know how much he was going to play. Um, I think he really only got a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half, and then they, he was out. And so, you know, obviously when you're when you're losing your 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 top running back, that's you know, it puts your offense in a bind, and it puts you know a lot of a lot of pressure and ownership on on some other guys, and and um, you know, it, it kind of throws a little wrinkle in what you're trying to do uh, from an offensive standpoint. But um, you know, they had they had their chance to, to get in and, and keep it close, and, and Dr. Phillips came back with a with a big kick return uh, for a touchdown and, and uh, kind of you know turned the momentum again. Kind of what we were talking about earlier, how special teams play can can do that, and, and so um, you know it just I think goes to show how how well Dr. Phillips has been playing the last few weeks, really all season. Well, Danny, I know you follow the brackets pretty close, and the winner of the Phillips Manatee game will play the winner of a Popka and First Coast. And that Apopka west Orange game was a little strange. I saw that on Bright House because Apopka was the runner-up, and they were playing West Orange, a team, I believe, that beat Apopka because Apopka was the district champs, and Apopka just blew them out. Yeah, Apopka, that was their second time against them. And so far, in reading an article there, 
Popka's 5-0 against teams in which they rematch against them in the same season. So uh, they're a very good football team. I think uh, I think the record, everybody just looks at records and they think, okay, they're not going to be that strong. But listen, it's, it's a Popka. They're teams that are, that are used to being into the playoffs. They know what they got to do to get preparation. And I think it shows in a game like that against a team that's not there on a regular basis. You know, Popka's the type of team that can put it to you. And I, I kind of expect them to go over there. and They're going to give First Coast all they can handle. I wouldn't be surprised if Popka won that game. Okay, we're going to take a timeout. And when we return, we're going to have our first trivia question of the night. And we'll also hear from uh, Octavius James, our offensive player, co-offensive player of the game, along with Johnny Lang. So we'll take a timeout, and we'll be back with more Hurricane Hotline right after this. Before you buy, give Conley a try. Are you looking for a great price on a new GMC, Buick, or Subaru? Conley and Bradenton. Need a reliable used vehicle you can afford? Conley and Bradenton. What about great financing, expert service, and a reputation that's second to none? Yep, you guessed it. Conley and Bradenton. Hi, I'm Alan Conley. I'm Chris Conley. From the time our grandfather started our dealership over 47 years ago, we've been proud to be a part of this community. So, for your family's next vehicle, come see our family. Conley Buick GMC and Conley Subaru. 800 Cortez Road West in Bradenton. Conley Buick GMC Subaru. Where we treat you like family. Go Canes! Brown and Sons Funeral Homes and Crematory wishes you the best of luck this season. Your manatee neighbor of over 35 years, the caring experts at Brown and Sons know how to guide you and your family through the difficult times. Featuring Trust 100 pre-planning, they'll handle all your local and long-distance needs. Celebrate the game of football, but when the game of life must end, depend on Brown and Sons with two locations to serve you. Online at brownandsonsfuneral.com. When it comes to excellence in football, nobody beats the Manatee Hurricanes. When it comes to excellence in body shops, nobody beats Costantino. Costantino Body Shop specializes in collision repair with cutting-edge equipment and technology. Costantino helps you with your insurance claims and gets you back on the road. Life moves fast, and Costantino keeps you moving. 9th Street West in Bradenton. Details online at ConstantinoBodyShop.com. Bradenton's oldest and most trusted paint and body shop, Costantino Body Shop. C1 Bank is proud to support the Manatee Hurricanes. C1 Bank is a true community bank. Clients first, community first. Whether it's your personal account or business account, C1 Bank will do everything possible to meet all your financial needs. C1 Bank has 28 banking centers from the greater Tampa Bay area to southwest Florida, including three locations in Manatee County. For more information, visit C1Bank.com and go Canes! As a five-time pick by Super Lawyers Magazine as a top Florida attorney and as a longtime supporter of Hurricane football, Edwin Eddie Newlock brings more than 40 years' experience to the courtroom. Personal injury, wrongful death, medical malpractice, and criminal law, Eddie uses his innate passion for helping people and his extensive knowledge of the law to champion justice. Office is located at 15th Street West in Bradenton. Call 748-2104, 748-2104. For more information, log on to mulocklaw.com. When you take time out to dine out, Canes fans know to head for the island and huddle up at three of the best waterfront restaurants around. The Sandbar Restaurant, Anna Maria. The Beach House in Bradenton Beach. And the Mar Vista Dockside Restaurant on North Longbow Key. Great views, the freshest seafood, and real toes in the sand waterfront dining. The Sandbar, Beach House, and Mar Vista. A touchdown the whole team will cheer for. News Talk 930 WLSS. Traffic. Good evening, 75 northbound. Seeing delays between Fruitvale Road and 301 with the heavier northbound delays as you make your way across the Manatee River Bridge. The DeSoto Bridge northbound also seeing a slow ride there as you make your way across the Manatee. This update brought to you by Britain's Carpet One Floor and Home in Venice. 301, 41 delays in the usual spots. Manatee Avenue, Fruitvale Road uh, looking pretty good. University Parkway had a crash eastbound before Market. It's got an eastbound lane block there. Bee Ridge and Clark Road uh, looking okay. Britain's Carpet One Floor and Home, your locally owned Carpet One retailer. Everything for your home, including carpet, tile, laminates, and more. One-on-one service backed by more than 50 years in the area. 1190 East Venice Avenue. I'm Dave Kosh, WLSS Traffic. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline. 
Live from Beef O'Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton, with Dave Bristow and Manatee Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now at 877-969-8600. And now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline. I am up in New York City, Hotel Metro, nice hotel. And the reason being, the Manatee cheerleaders, some of the seniors, will be participating in the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade, uh, part of some uh, all-star cheerleading group, but also some of the sugarcane seniors are also up here. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun if you tune in on Thanksgiving, uh, if you're at our practice, which we'll get into a little bit later. Uh, it's a tradition for Manatee High to have practice on Thanksgiving morning, and we have food out there uh, for everybody and everything. But if uh, you get uh, back and the Macy's Day Parade is still on, here's what you need to do. You need to look for KISS, Gene Simmons and the, and the group KISS, and the all-star cheerleaders will be right by KISS. Hopefully uh, they'll keep their distance from it. <laughs> and uh, all right, guys. Um, Let's uh, go to Robert in Mayaka City. We've got a caller that wants to talk about the defense. Robert, how you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing great. How y'all boys doing out there? We're doing, doing fantastic. Good, doing great. Great, great win last week, Coach Choco Booth. We're so proud of y'all guys. Thank you. We uh, we got the boys looking hot this year. I swear to God, we're going to win state. Well, I hope yeah. you're right. Got yeah. got, a, got a couple more weeks. That defense, Coach Choke tightened them boys up. Hotter than two weasels going after it in the wool stock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, we're playing playing uh, pretty well. Man, I, uh, where are you playing next week, Coach Choke? <laughs> what's that? I'm sorry. We missed you. I'm sorry, sir. I said, what's the plan for the defense next week? Looks like you guys mixed up a little bit, played a little 3-4 this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Uh, this uh, package that we put in with, with some passing situations and some, some long – Long uh, yardage stuff, but um, they're kind of a running team, so I don't know if we'll be in dime too much, but uh, you never know. If the situation presents itself, we'll definitely do what we got to do to win the game. Hey, that's all we ask, sir. We're so proud of y'all, and uh, I heard about that trick play, the annexation of Puerto Rico. You need to run it for me, man. <laughs> that's uh, that's right. Coach Boos' area. <laughs> if the situation presents itself, we'll look at it. This guy's got to be related to Sandberg. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Appreciate it. Uh, all I want to know, what was the weasel thing? What was that? I don't know. <laughs> Something, Something hotter, hotter than two weasels weasel? going at. Hotter than two weasels in a sweatshop. Mayaka. I don't know. Do they have weasels in Mayaka City? I, you know, I mean weasels, the animals. I, you know, They have fine people in Mayaka City. I know that. But anyway, all right, we've regressed. Um, let's get uh, let's get to our first trivia question. We've got uh, two good trivia questions. Uh, first and foremost, let's go with this one. Uh, Johnny Lang, for the season, now has rushed for over two thousand yards. And we've thrown this out there before, but you know what? I feel generous tonight, so you should be able to get to this one. He is only behind one player. And I need to know who that is. I need to know the year that this player rushed for 2,200-plus yards. He is number one on the all-time rushing record. I need to know the year and the player's name. And Johnny Lang is right there challenging for the top season ever as a Manatee Hurricane. So if you know, raise your hand. Gene Brown will get to you. Or give us a call at 955-0930. And then we've got another trivia question a little later on involving our opponent, Dr. Phillips. So I think it's a good hey, time. Dave, hit that question one more time. Yeah. Hey, Danny, hey, can you? Hit that question re- for us one more time. We had a, we had a slight we, Yeah, we had a slight drop there for just a second. So. Okay. The question is, I need the name of the all-time leading rusher for the Manatee Hurricanes in a season. Right now, Johnny Lang is behind that player uh, by not much. Johnny Lang is over 2,000. This player rushed for 
over 2,200 yards in his career, not career, but in a year. I need to know the player's name, and I need to know the year that he did it, okay? Did you get that, Danny? Maybe you could repeat it, too, for uh, the people. Yes. Nope, we're good. Okay. Yep, we're Next. good. We're good, and actually, Gene's out there with Octavius whenever you're ready. All right, uh, we'll go to Octavius, uh, but first, let's hear uh, one of Octavius's uh, nice runs. We're going to go with his touchdown run in the third quarter. Here's Octavius James. Johnny takes the snap. He gives off to James, to the 30, James, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. It's a touchdown. Octavius James from 37 yards. All right. That's your cue, Gene. Take right, it away. Thank you, Dave. Uh, all right. Thank you, Dave. Hope you're having a good time there in New York. We're having a good rainy day here in in Florida and just sitting out here kind of reminiscing about the game. Um, Octavius, obviously great game and congratulations. And, uh, you know, getting against Vero Beach, kind of our sister school across the state. How'd that feel Friday night to do what you did? I felt real good. I just went out there and did what I always do and make plays and do what I have to do. All right. I thought the offensive line, as we know, early on, we had all new starters coming in and they've kind of built this year. Tell us, uh, you know, because you were through the hole pretty quick and the offense line was doing their job. Um, tell us how it felt to get that opening real quick. Oh, it felt good. I always knew our O-line was going to pull through. Everyone asked me, oh, how's the O-line looking this year? They're going to do what they did last year. I'm like, yeah, they're going to do it. They're probably going to do better than last year. So. All right. Well, uh, congratulations. Keep up the good work, and we hope that we're uh, here next week again with you. Thank you. All right, congratulations to Octavius James, our player of the game. His statistics, 14 carries, 165 yards and a touchdown. Just a tremendous effort by O.J., Octavius James. And we've got another caller on the line, Tim from Bradenton. Good evening, how you doing? Good, how you doing? Doing great. You got a question for Coach Booth? Yes, congratulations on a great season. Everything's been great there. Just kind of had a question regarding uh, the offensive scheme. It seems like uh, we have a multitude of talent within our skill positions and line doing well. That why we're not, you know, seeming to utilize both backs at the same time more with our actual quarterback in the game instead of out of the wildcat all the time. And it seems like we're not thrown over the middle with any kind of passes, which kind of limits the linebackers, you know, ability to have to cover the middle too. Well, yeah, we uh, this was one of the, the weeks that uh, we've got the defensive front um, that uh, we were able to, to work both of uh, both our running backs in, and, and uh, we found some success with it uh, pretty early, and that's why we can kind of continue to, to roll with that. Um, the, the pass game that we uh, – the, the way that we're running is we, we found that to be the most successful with, with our personnel and what we have is um, – you know, to utilize some sprint out and some uh, some of our quick game passing. Um, you know, certainly would, would like to be able to uh, stretch the, the field a little bit more vertically, uh, work the middle of the field. But, um, you know, right now we've got, um, you know, some, some guys that aren't uh, the biggest uh, at the receiver position to kind of work the middle of the field. You know, Cavius is sitting, uh, you know, about 5'6", five, five, 150. Um, you know, and Isaiah Goldie is, is you know, 5'9", 165. So to have those guys work in uh, around linebackers is not going to help them, um, you know, be the most successful. We like to get those guys out in space and, and get the ball to them out on the perimeter. Tim, thanks for your call on Hurricane Hotline, our number 9550930, 9550930. That's our local number. And Ace, did you say we have another caller on the line? Okay, Josh, good evening. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. How you guys doing tonight? Terrific. Uh, yeah, good. can I uh, still get in to answer the trivia question? Yes, you can. Um, I'm going to have to go with my first guess was uh, Colby West back in 07, but then once you said early 90s, I knew it, uh, it's got to be Shevin uh, Wiggins from 93. You got it, man. Shevin Wiggins from 93. Excellent. Hey, we've got uh, we've got some wings for you and a T-shirt. If you can go by uh, Brown and Sons Funeral Home, 
starting tomorrow on uh, 43rd Manatee. You can uh, pick it up. Gene will get Thank it there you very for you. Much. Okay, go, hey, thanks. Go. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. Or maybe that was Josh, but in any event, uh, good answer. I don't know. Good answer. Hey, uh, Dave, I, I think Colby came up a little shy of Chef. Yeah. A, bit, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe 2,000 yards? No. Uh, Colby was a good runner, yeah. no doubt about that. But Chevin Wiggins was uh, one of the best. And, you know, guys, uh, it has come up. Uh, I don't know, Chad, did you see this where um, they were discussing – on one of the threads, on one of the message boards about uh, is uh, Johnny Lang the best running back we've had? And then they got into this long debate. And certainly Johnny's earned the right to be talked about in that regard now. Yes, I, I did see that. Um, and your name was actually thrown around in that thread. But by the way, that wasn't but, me. That uh, was yeah, me. no, I did. Uh, no, no, I did see that thread, and no, I, I mean, look, when you got when you got a running back that rushes for two thousand yards, and he's second on the list uh, for the school, and and you look at the running backs that we've produced at Manatee High School, there's no question he's going to be uh, going to be in talks of of one of the best. You know, I don't know if you can ever say one one running back's the best ever. I mean, they're different systems, different you know, different opponents, different things like that. But you know, he's definitely got to be talked at as, as one of the best. And I agree with that. It's very difficult to say, yeah, this guy's definitely the best because he's the person we're watching right now, too. And, you know, one game, uh, like the other night, Octavius James was fantastic, 165 yards. Well, back a few years ago, Leon Allen, he had some great games. Then last year, of course, Trevon Walters had some great games. Uh, Chris McNeil had some great games when he was here. So it, it is difficult to say, yeah, without a doubt, he's the best. But certainly... He is one of the best that's uh, played running back at Manatee. No question about that. John, you go, uh, you know, you played back in the in the late 90s, um, and you grew up watching Manatee football, uh, and, and I'm sure you saw Shevin Wiggins play in his time, and there's been some just amazing backs at Manatee High School. Yeah, and, and there have, and, and uh, <clears throat> to, to kind of piggyback off of what Chad said, I, yeah, I think that's that, that's probably the, the best answer you can give is, uh, you know, I think it, it, it's definitely worth mentioning him in, you know, the long list of, of running backs. Um, certainly Johnny is should be in there. Um, but, you know, the one thing is that, that uh, I think makes Johnny so special, though, is, his uh, just his his humble attitude. Um, it, you know, he comes to work every single day, uh, ready to practice. Optional lifts, he's there. Um, you know, he does all the 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 behind the scene things that you know the fans don't really see, uh, and he does it with a great attitude, uh, very humble, and um, you know, it just he's just a the the total package that you want. Um, you know, as a as a student athlete, and uh, just. Uh, just real proud of the the work and, and success that he's having because he's earned every every bit of it. And I, I think one of the things that makes Johnny really a special back too um, is his ability to catch the ball. He's uh, he's probably got one of the best set of hands on our team um, and uh, does a great job catching out of the backfield. Um, he had a couple nice catches um, across the middle um, against Venice, and um, you know just uh, you know we see it every day in practice. Um, you know run on, running one on one routes and just uh, just catches the ball really well and johnny lang and octavius james will be back next year both juniors we've got another caller on the line jim from bradenton jim how you doing this evening good dave how you doing jim nelson um sorry i can't be there with you guys tonight but uh wanted to call in and you know, i really wanted to speak to uh everybody sees the quality of the team the great plays they make you guys do a great job about talking about the hard work that the kids and the coaches put in. I get to see something a lot of people don't see. Um, I get to see, you know, what people in the stands don't see, and that is these kids in their street clothes with their helmets off, and I get to see the way they care about each other. I'm so impressed. This team gets along so well and shows so much character and so much unselfishness in the way they treat each other. And I tell you, that's the kind of team that wins championships. The coaching staff really helps to breed that. 
Well, Jim, you should know you've been around a lot of Manatee football teams. And so you see something rather unique in this team, uh, a closeness that, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying we haven't been close before, but you see something maybe a little special with this team. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, you know, I have to give kudos to the guys last year because I felt like the character of the seniors last year um, really, you know, carried on the legacy of that. And it goes, it goes back for years and years and years. But, you know, coming in, a new group of kids, a lot of JV kids, a lot of new people coming in the starting lineup. And some adversity early on, it makes you wonder, hey, are they going to gel? Are they going to mesh? Are they going to come together? They really have. And I've just been so impressed um, with the way the whole team, the coaching and everything has, uh, has come together. And uh, I tell you what, these boys are hungry to learn and grow, not just on the football field, but off the football field. You know, Dennis Stallard is kind of headed up the character development program on Wednesday night. And, you know, he brings in uh, leaders from the community who share with kids some of their stories of adversity and challenging. I know even our own Eddie Mulock has been there and has spoken. Um, and they sit there wide-eyed and listening, ready to learn and grow, like I said, not just on the field but off the field. Jim, we really appreciate your comments. Thank you very much. You bet, guys. Thanks for all you do, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be there Friday night, uh, making as much noise as we can. All right, Jim Nelson. Uh, he he does a great job working with the program, doesn't he, John? Hey, absolutely. Just a just a, a top notch guy. He's been, you know, he's been in the program for a long, long time, and and. Uh, you know, it's neat to, to, to see a lot of alumni come back, and um, and he's one of those guys that everyone talks about and, and how important of a role he is to where, um, you know, sometimes players don't have the, uh, the, the opportunity or uh, really the desire to kind of open up and share what they're feeling because we're supposed to be tough football players, right? And so uh, Jim kind of breaks that that barrier down for these kids where you know they can they can really open up and 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 share things that are going on and and jim does just does a great job of of you know there's no judgment there's no you know shaming there's no anything what can we do to help and and he's just been a real tool for for us and and leads our um fca and and character development and and uh just real happy that uh you know that he's with us team chaplain jim nelson okay we're going to take our final time out and we're going to be back with trivia, and we'll talk much more about Orlando Dr. Phillips, Manatee's next opponent. You're listening to Hurricane Hotline. We'll be back right after this. Former Hurricane Chuck Howard knows what it takes to be on a championship team. Howard Leasing is proud to sponsor the Hurricanes and ready to champion solutions for your employee leasing needs. Big business, small business. Howard Leasing covers it all from payroll processing and workers' comp to human resources and employee benefits. Get on the winning team with Chuck Howard and all the pros at Howard Leasing. Details available online at howardleasing.com. Again, that's howardleasing.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine proudly supports Manatee High School and Hurricanes football. Dr. Dan Lamar, a former Hurricane, is the team's medical director. Dr. Lamar and the staff of experts at Coastal Orthopedics are recognized leaders in sports medicine and wellness technology. And with offices in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Lakewood Ranch, they're always close by. Details online at CoastalOrthopedics.com. CoastalOrthopedics.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, keeping you in the game. Hurricane fans, if you're in the market for a newer pre-owned vehicle, Perkins Automotive Group is your low-priced leader. Perkins has a great selection of new cars featuring Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Mitsubishi, and Nissan. And don't forget, Perkins has the very best deals on pre-owned vehicles. Family-owned and operated for over 60 years. Visit Perkins on 1st Street and on Cortez Road in Bradenton. Or go online at Perkins.com. Galati Yacht Sales wishes the Hurricanes the best of luck this season. Team Galati has been committed to exceeding the expectations of our customers for over 40 years. Just as the Hurricanes are highly ranked on the football field, Galati Yacht Sales is ranked the number one marine dealer in America by Boating Industry Magazine. So whether you're buying, selling, or servicing your boat, you can count on Team Galati's highly trained staff to take care of all your needs. For more information, go to galatiyachts.com. 
MNL Cabinets is a proud supporter of the Manatee Hurricanes. Bring your home to life with cabinetry solutions for any room. MNL features top quality products, including medallion cabinetry. MNL understands your desire to create a room that is both functional and stylish while maintaining a budget. MNL Cabinets is family owned and operated in Manatee County since 1995. Visit our showroom at 7459 Manatee Avenue West and online at MLCabinets.com. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, or your repair is free. Okay, time for the mental checklist. Clean shaven, shirt tucked in, shoe covers on, toolbox in hand, fully stocked truck, check watch, confirm early arrival, ready to serve smile. All right, we're ready to go. Good morning. Good morning, ma'am. I'm with Mr. Sparky. The word quality is thrown around a lot in the service industry, as well as the word guarantee. At Mr. Sparky, they actually guarantee a quality experience or your electrical repair is free. You won't hear that very often, but at Mr. Sparky, they set their professional goals high. Call today. You'll see why they're known for outstanding customer service and why they've been ranked as one of the top 500 fastest-growing companies in the nation. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888 sparky News Talk 930 WLSS. Traffic. Good evening, 75 northbound. Seeing a little bit of a slow ride between Fruitville Road and 301 with the heavier northbound delays between 53rd and the Manatee River Bridge. Also a little slow on the DeSoto Bridge northbound as you make your way across this traffic report brought to you by the Bonatti Spine Institute in Hudson on US 19. 301, 41, not looking too bad now. Manatee Avenue, Fruitville Road in pretty good shape. University Parkway, that earlier crash at Market uh, still causing some eastbound delays uh, as you approach Market. 30 years of experience allows the Bonatti Spine Institute to target the true root of your back and spine issues. Bonatti succeeds where others fail. Visit their website today at Bonatti.com for more information. I'm Dave Kosh, WLSS Traffic. from Beef O'Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton, with Dave Bristow and Manatee Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now at 877-969-8600. And now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline. And if you want to call our local number, 955-0930, 955-0930. We've had a bunch of calls tonight. We appreciate everyone who's called in. We've got a few more minutes left in the program, so you can indeed still get in touch with Coach Booth or Coach Choate. And we are talking Manatee football, the Hurricanes, in the third round of the state playoffs. The regional championship will be played Friday night at Orlando Dr. Phillips. With a win, the Hurricanes would advance to the state semifinals. And with that, they would play the winner of First Coast and Apopka. Hey, let's throw out our next trivia question. You know, the Hurricanes have a long winning streak of home playoff games. We just knocked off Fort Pierce and Vero Beach the last two weeks. And also, the team we play, Dr. Phillips, has a long home winning streak of playoff games. So I need to know the last time Manatee lost a playoff game at home and the last time Dr. Phillips lost a playoff game at home. Very similar winning streaks for both teams in the playoffs. All right, let's continue talking about uh, the big game Friday night. But before we do, let's hear the touchdown run by Johnny Lang. And this touchdown run made the score 40-28, to 28, and really, at that point, everybody kind of breathed a sigh of relief and felt like, okay, yeah, we've uh, we've got this game in hand. Here's Johnny Lang's touchdown run. Lang takes the snap. Lang on a straight run to the right. Lang to the 45. Lang's got the first down and more. There goes Johnny to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. It's a touchdown. Johnny Lang, a terrific run. 
Well, Coach Booth, uh, that was a great run, and also his last touchdown run was a great run. The Octavius yeah. James touchdown run that we heard earlier in the show, you had over 400 yards of rushing offense. That's almost unheard of. Right, yeah. They, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it was, uh, you know, something that wasn't necessarily a high priority going into uh, to that week, uh, you know, through through preparation. It uh was something that we uh, we saw midway through the first quarter. Um, Barrow didn't really make any adjustments off of that coming out of the half, which we, we thought they might. Um, and so we, we spent most of the halftime, you know, kind of countering how they would counter Octavius and and, uh, and Johnny. But they never really made any adjustments. And, and credit to our offensive staff that, you know, it, it's easy to uh, to – you know, to kind of get off of what's working and, and try to, you know, be, you know, impatient and try to stretch it, you know, stretch the field or do something different. Uh, credit to our offensive staff. They uh, they did a great job of staying with what's going and what's working. And, um, you know, Johnny and, and Octavius, just what a night. Dr. Phillips, our next opponent, they are the Panthers. And that was interesting because the Panthers played the Panthers when Dr. Phillips played plant the other night. They're undefeated. Let's quickly run through their schedule. They started out with Timber Creek, 24-13, 43-10 over Olympia. They beat Seminole, the common opponent of the two schools, Manatee and Dr. Phillips. They knocked off Sanford Seminole, 44-7, 35-zip over Orlando Colonial, 49-0 over Orlando University, Orlando Boone, 34-21, 51-0 over Cypress Creek out of Orlando, Evans 34-15, Freedom 35-3, Winter Park 28-7, Bloomingdale, a team that uh, John knows a few things about, 24-21 in the first round of the playoffs, 24-10 plant just this last Friday. I'll bring back in Danny Carter, who's an expert in bracketology and scheduling. Danny, what do you get out of that? Uh, they're undefeated. They've beaten everyone on their schedule, but probably not the toughest schedule in the world. Uh, when you look at it, they only played three teams with a, with a record greater than 500 before entering the playoffs. So I think that's always big when you play teams that aren't quite up to your caliber. I mean, you look at the statistics and everything uh, and, and what they've done all year and what the, the averages are. I mean, they're not giving up a whole lot of points. They're giving up 10 points a game and averaging 36 a game. But then again, you got to take into account who you're playing. Uh, they're, they're a team that's going to come out and try and run the football. They show that all the time. I, talk a little bit about Daquan Isom. He's their senior running back. 1,292 yards on the year, 8.3 average, 17 touchdowns. And you got Rudy Norwood, big, big quarterback, 6'3", 190. He's only thrown for one, or run for one touchdown, thrown for 16 on the year, completes 51% of his passes. And then you got Mike Macon. He's going to be the go-to receiver. 595 yards receiving so far, 46 is as long as five touchdowns. So they spread it around, but it's to me very, very similar to what we've seen happen last week. I think it was a three-guy you know, attack that you're looking at with Bureau Beach, but I think it's the same thing here with Dr. Phillips. And we go up against another number five, Isom's number five, and McGriff right. was number five. Uh, I don't want to see any more number fives, John. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, no, no doubt that he's a he's a uh, he's a special back and, and can make you can make you miss in a lot of ways. So we uh, you know, definitely got our work cut out for us. But I know our guys are up for the challenge. Hey, Chad, um, totally different than last week with Vero and the fact that Vero just loved to go airborne. Now you got a team that likes to to run the football. So a different approach, isn't it? Yeah, it's completely different. I mean, they'll, they'll throw the ball a little bit, but like Danny said on the stats with throwing, I think he's only thrown 150 times the whole season. So um, it's not it's it's not anywhere near as much as, as Vero and even Fort Pierce the week before. So it's something completely different that we haven't seen this, this time of the playoffs, but kind of gives you a little bit of sigh of relief <laughs> because um, to me – uh, it's gonna it, it with our defense. It's kind of hard to to break an 80 yard run or a 70 yard run, uh, but it's, it's it's easier to to, to throw a, a a ball that's a jump ball and and their guy gets it or our guy falls or our guy misses it and 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 can go in from there. So, you know, we feel pretty good about it. They they play a tight end. They they still do a lot of zone running stuff, which is what we see every day. Um, so we're we're ready for the challenge though. I, I like to have a little more physical game like this instead of uh, spreading out and 
and winging it everywhere. And for those who plan on going over, they've got a nice size stadium. I saw somewhere where it seats uh, roughly 6,500 people, so plenty of room. And uh, is Gene still out there, Danny? Uh, yeah, he just actually handed me a piece of paper. You go to fantasyfootball.com or the bus to take the trip over. It's $32. That's the trip and your ticket. So go to manatifootball.com and reserve your spot. Yeah, 32 bucks. That's quite a deal. That'll get you into the game, get your trip over there and back. Uh, we're not going to just leave you there. It is a round trip. <laughs> and uh, you know what? That That's a great deal, and we need a lot of fans to turn out. That's one thing about Vero Beach, I will say, they brought a lot of fans over, but a lot of people took a bus because, you know, it's a long yeah. drive. It's a long drive to the East Coast, a long drive to Orlando, but but let uh, let us do the driving for you. So, yeah, just go to manateefootball.com. But, John, that's so important, isn't it, to get uh, good fan representation, get those Hurricane fans screaming, and that, that means a lot to the kids. Yeah, well, absolutely. Anytime you're playing on the road, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of – uh, adversity that you have to overcome. So it's uh, it's nice to uh, to hear the support and uh, and see the big crowd. I mean that's that's one of the special things about playing at at at, uh, at our place is uh, it, you know it's uh, these kids feed off of it and we we travel well we uh, we pack our place out well um, and uh, just creates a lot of uh, energy for our guys. So yeah, come on out. Let's pack the house with. Uh, with red, white, and blue, and, and uh, let's get one Friday night. And we've got our traditional Thanksgiving morning practice. And, uh, hey, Danny, is Gene, is Gene going to go on the – can he talk a little bit here or what? Gene, yeah, where here, are I'll you? throw a headset on. <laughs> hey, Gene. Hello. Hey, Dave. How are you? <laughs> Doing good again. Uh, hey, talk about uh, – we got just about a minute to go about uh, what we're going to do Thanksgiving. Yeah, at uh, 9 o'clock, of course, practice starts, and then it, it'll end at 10 and uh, be out there early and get to all the parents and fans that want to come out, and we'll have pancakes and sausage and just have a good old time. We'll feed the team as they walk off, and then everybody else that's there will we'll get to have a good time. Obviously, Deb from Shake Pit always over the last 14 years has done a great job, and we really appreciate what she does, Shake Pit being a great sponsor, and just come out and enjoy it. and. Uh, yeah, we missed it last year. It's the first time we missed it in a while, but we we have enjoyed it and just thank everybody for what a great season we've had and to continue this uh, tradition of going deep into the playoffs and hopefully uh, win a state championship. Yeah, it's been a great run so far. John, Chad, let's keep it up and get a win Friday night. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Okay, I want to thank everyone involved in the broadcast tonight uh, back at the WLSS studios. Ace Andrews, Joe Weaver doing a great job at Beefo Brady's. Gene Brown, Danny Carter, Coach Chad Chote, and Head Coach Football Coach John Booth. I'm in New York City. Don't forget to watch the Macy's Day Parade Thanksgiving morning. Manatee Hurricane cheerleaders and Sugar Canes will be in the parade. This is Dave Bristow until Friday night. So long, everyone.